we're free. And Jason Dante, we got a few things on our mind. A few things that we want to say. We ain't here to start the drama, but we will talk about everything except for your mama. So sit back and relax and enjoy to the max while we talk about real life with a few laughs. I know you feel the heat, and yeah, you feel the beat. So go ahead and plug into this. TMLP. Yeah, we're good for you. Get your nutrition. Yeah, you're listening to Man Listen. Yeah, we're good for you. Get your nutrition. Yeah, you're listening to Man Listen. What's going on, world? It's your boy Jason Dante. And I'm John Winfrey. And you are listening once again to another episode of the Man Listen Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in again. And thank you all for tuning in to our previous episode. Really appreciate the support. Um, really appreciate all the feedback that we've heard so far. Keep it coming. We want to make this show as great as it can be and that it has the potential to be. Absolutely. It's going to be great. So appreciate you. We got a lot to talk about uh, today as far as the Super Bowl, as far as uh, some moments in our lives where you'll be able to hear a little bit more about us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going to hit on Tyler Perry. Of course, we're going to have our small business plug. That's how we do here Absolutely. at TMLP. Um, we definitely going to talk about the Grammys. Uh, and we're also going to, you know, hit on Kobe and everything as well. Um, so there's a there's a lot to hit on, a lot of stuff that's happened recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's hop into the most recent. Okay. Uh, Super Bowl just recently happened. Uh, so just overall thoughts, feelings on the game, who won, national anthem, halftime show, the whole nine. Let's get into it. So for first of all, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, whoop, whoop. yes, yeah. I tried to tell y'all. Yeah. I tried to tell y'all, but apparently a, a bunch of y'all didn't go to church that Sunday. <laughs> it was just apparent, all these 49 fans. But you know, that's that's not that's not the point. Anyway, congratulations to the Chiefs. Congratulations to Andy Reid. So yeah. I'm I'm really happy for yeah. him to see him coaching for so many years and, you know, being in the playoffs, having great runs, but then not mm-hmm. ending with a championship to finally see that come to fruition for him was, you know, exciting. Um, as well as the other players, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, on that team, tough group of guys, hard fought game. I thought it was a very entertaining game. 49ers played their behinds off. Yeah. Got to tip your hat to them. And I thought it was over in the second half Ooh. when they went up, they were up by like double digits, like, 10 or whatever yeah 20 like 20 to 10 yeah i think so with Mm -hmm. like less than 10 minutes to go it was like (laughs) all right well chiefs maybe next year like but you know shout out to patrick mahomes man that dude they really displayed as a group championship dna so you got to tip your hat to them they deserve it came out on top in terms of the beginning of the game though uh, or before the game started i should say pre-game I didn't know what was going on with this whole rock introduction. That was like, I didn't understand. I didn't understand. Like, what was the point? And the way he was introducing him, it was like, what is happening? So it it was just awkward. Um, Big waste of time. Yeah. It was just, it was stupid. Like for, for me, I got no other word. It was stupid. (laughs) Like it was just stupid. Like, why are we doing this? So, so that's that in, in terms of, the national anthem mm-hmm. and uh they had yolanda adams singing god bless america that was like yeah. the first time i think right because yolanda good. hasn't been heard of in years but just in general singing god bless america i maybe maybe it has been maybe they have done that before i just don't remember it i'm, I'm with you there i'm with you so yeah i think both of them did an outstanding job mm-hmm. yolanda adams i'm a yolanda adams fan for some reason the people I I seen to run into, they don't really care for her. But I'm like, I'm a Yolanda Adams fan from a vocalist standpoint. I don't I really care for her music, but mm-hmm. from a vocalist standpoint, I think she's dope. And Demi, same thing. Like, I think throughout her career, she's been consistent. And having gone through the things she's gone through and now to be back, it was yeah. good to see her doing her thing. And she sounds yeah. like herself. So that's just for sure. how I felt about that. And I, and I didn't know Demi had pipes like that, bro. Yeah, like, yeah real range. Right. Like, like <laughs> I, I thought she was just a good, like, pop voice, mm-hmm. but... Ooh, she yeah. sang that. And from her soul. <laughs> from the depths of her <laughs> belly. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but, man, like, and when, and when people talk about, like, great national anthems sung mm-hmm. in general, but especially when, when it comes to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people put Whitney Houston up there. Right. Rightly so. Because uh, yeah, Whitney did that. Yeah. But 
Demi also did that too. You give Demi Lovato her props. Yep. Um, she's saying that thing. Yeah, Ooh. I agree. Y'all Ooh. let us know what y'all think mm-hmm. about that. Now, halftime show. Yes. I was pleasantly surprised. Yes. Not so much with the singing, but more so with the dancing and choreography. I thought the mm-hmm. dancing, the production, like yeah. the staging, the lighting, I thought that was really dope. And gotta be honest, the song choice and the transitions were a little... Like, it seemed kind of random to me. They were doing, like, snippets of songs. Like, it would be, like, a 10-second snippet. You think they about to get into it, and they go on to the next thing, which is, like, I get it. You know, yeah. you want to yeah. – you you got you got a certain amount of time. You got to get in and get out. But <laughs> I thought overall the halftime show, it was cool. Like, it was, mm-hmm. it was cool. It wasn't nothing crazy, no Janet Jackson, you know. <laughs> Situations, so I'm it might as well have been close enough, bro. Because <laughs> oh man, I'm, I mean, like, hey, Jennifer Lopez, fine man, and I can say that my wife knows this. She knows how I feel about her, you know, her, especially for fifty. Mm-hmm, her old seventy-five year old self, <laughs> she she fine, no eighty year old woman. Oh my, but yeah, her she, but she J Lo, she fifty, Shakira, she forty three, and forty nine. <laughs> 74. <laughs> she at least 112. Tell Lewis what's a bad mother. <laughs> but, you know, it. yeah, yeah, they fine, man. But uh, <laughs> just got to speak my heart, you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, with, with the show, I didn't expect a great vocal performance. Because because I knew who was on the ticket. Yeah. Like, it's, it's Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. Like, yeah. You're only going to get so much. Right. And, like. They're great entertainers. They're great right. dancers right. and everything. And and that's what they gave you. They right. gave you their specialty. Right. You know, Shakira moved her hips. Her hips didn't lie. J-Lo danced and shook her butt. Yeah. That's 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 her thing. And they both brought great energy, though. Wonderful energy. Like, like the energy was really good, and it, it, it moved well. Like, you mm. know, the whole, even with the songs and everything, everything seemed to flow really well. It was good energy. And the other cool thing, uh, really, about this halftime show is that there's never been two um, Latinos, uh, Latinas right. that mm-hmm. have um, headlined right. the Super Bowl uh, exactly. halftime performance. Yep. And so just to see that, um, because it wasn't just them, but um, Bad Bunny, he came through, and um, Jay um, Balvin, mm-hmm. uh, he came through as Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, and if I'm not, babe, I'm sorry. Um, I feel like I'm not, but uh, um, they did their thing, though. They did their thing and they everything. Did their thing. Uh, so that was just great to see. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of imagery, um, yep. especially like towards the end, mm-hmm. that kind of happened. Mm-hmm. I know um, with J Lo's little like um, American feather thing, it was like American on the one side, but when she opened it up, it was Puerto Rican. Or the the Puerto Rican That's flag. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's so right. Guess, yep. You know, to symbolize like, mm-hmm. hey, we're Americans too, yep. which is great. Yeah. Um, I guess like that part where the cages were lighting up, mm-hmm. where the kids were like in those little mm-hmm. round things, were supposed to represent the immigrant kids mm-hmm. that are still in cages, and just the fact that there are so many kids on stage, mm-hmm. all that. So there's a lot of it got real political and didn't even realize it. And I and that's what I was about to say. I bet everything you're talking about right now, a lot of people probably overlooked and was like i know i did oh okay <laughs> and and it's and one one last thing that i'll say about this um the one part when it first happened i was cracking up laughing um but maybe it was a, uh, a hair culturally insensitive but now i know better um is when shakira there's the like Donald a close-up and when she did the, the kind uh, of thing. yeah that's it's a meme so, now it went it's all over yeah media. it it and i i jumped on it too i'm like oh man. i'm like out of all girl you gotta explain that right <laughs> but the thing about it that's uh something to uh something within like the middle eastern culture i forget which culture specifically but um uh, where okay. it's like to exuberate joy, uh, to express joy and exuberance and excitement, gotcha. in a, like a moment of like celebration. Gotcha. So it wasn't it wasn't just random. Like she just lost her mind for a quick second. No, it's actually something. Actual so, meaning. Yeah. So wow. that was. So um, it it's it pretty cool. It had a lot. Yeah, I, I liked it. I, it's I well produced. It. <laughs> that, that just go to show you, like it was well produced. So for sure, tip my hat off to him. That's Absolutely. amazing. So love. 
Yeah, in in general, the Super Bowl was great. It's always a great time. Um, Were you rooting for the Chiefs or the 49ers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chiefs. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. All yeah, I'm yeah. My homes, man. Let's do yeah. this. Praying hey. for y'all 49er fans. <laughs> I'm not, but I mean, hate to rub it in. But I mean, I got so many comments on my, you know, I was asking, who do y'all got in Super Bowl? It's like 10 people, like 49ers, 49ers. I said, okay, all right. Keep that same energy. So same energy. I, I pray God give you joy in this season. Unspeakable. Of, of uh, joy. Grieving. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that's the a, Super Bowl. That's a bad segue. It is. I, I, oh. I have no good way to segue. Um, so, y'all, there, yeah, there's no good way to segue from here. Because um, on top of the Super Bowl, while we're still in a sports mindset, of course, we definitely want to talk about um, the tragedy. I don't talk about it. We want to address it. Okay, we can address it. Okay, yeah, uh, the the tragedy that happened um, with the nine lives on the helicopter crash on I forget the date, but Last it was a, Sunday. So that was so uh, this time when you're listening to this podcast, it was two weeks ago. Okay, yeah. So yeah, from the time this podcast was recorded. It was two weeks from this time. For sure. For sure. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So, and you know, of all of those lives, the big, the most notable one uh, being Kobe Bryant and his uh, middle daughter, um, Gianna, Gigi, mm-hmm. and everything. And so, I'll be honest, man, when I heard about it, I immediately thought it was a lie. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I was on Facebook and I'm like, all right, y'all, like, why why are we playing? Yeah. Like, LeBron just passed passes. uh I thought it was maybe kind of like a spoof off of that. Right, like, right, right. Oh, Kobe Bryant's like dead because now it's LeBron and LeBron's number three on like yeah, the scoring list. I thought yeah. it was kind of something like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the more I started seeing it, the more I'm like, dog, this can't be true. And lo and behold, it was. And man, I'm like hurt, hurt. Like my feelings are like really hurt. Yeah. And it, it it was tough to process. Not 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 just because Kobe was such a great player. But I think it's all the extra things that come with it Mm -hmm. um, in the sense that you just saw how much he was um, enjoying his life Mm -hmm. post basketball and um, just how giving he was and how much of a priority he made being um, a father and Mm -hmm. a family man now, Mm -hmm. too, where he could do it. Um, And just to see a life like that cut short um, is nothing short of just tragic. Right. But. Um, Kobe did leave an incredible legacy that I think we can all learn from in life and uh, in his passing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of a lot of nuggets to take away there. And I think that's the biggest thing is when you look at his life, it it goes beyond basketball because of the image that he was able to create. Yeah. And how he used the platform he was on. I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. It wasn't like he just used it for his you know, oh, I'm Kobe Bryant. Like you, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm the man. No, it was all about inspiring the next generation. You yeah. even heard their quotes that were, you know, um, where he was talking, like he was actually making mention of that, like how he wanted to create a legacy of inspiring the next generation. And, you know, so many testimonials from players around the NBA, younger guys, you know, mm-hmm. Kyrie, Jason Tate. I mean, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. Those guys attest to just him being so open, right, and so down to earth, like willing to help them. Yeah. Like showing them stuff that he, you know, had worked on, stuff that he had mastered to help them take their game to the next level. So it just speaks to his character, uh, to his life and his his overall legacy, like you said. So mm-hmm. um, my prayers go out to Vanessa Bryant and the rest mm-hmm. of the Bryant family and the families of those people that lost their lives as well. Yeah, in absolutely. That, in that crash, but I think that's that's the big thing to take away is, you know, Kobe, he made it count, man. Like he made every it count. day, like that dude worked hard. He, I, I personally was impacted by him because like younger when I was younger I was mm. inspired by him wanting to be a basketball player or whatever right, right. but then when you study those guys and you see the work ethic right you see yeah. the the amount of time and the, the amount of dedication that they had to their craft Absolutely. like that's something I can take away and apply to my own craft so yeah I appreciate yeah. his life and legacy for that and I'm just uh 
praying, you know, for everybody out there that's affected. This, this dude was an icon. Like, yeah. there's no other way to say it. So, um, I think um, uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes, he did an interview, and he was talking about, you know, th that tragedy. Mm -hmm. And I think he said it best, you know, in those situations, it's not about trying to make sense of it. You just have to, you got to grieve, you got to go through your process yeah. and learn how to move forward in a positive way. So there is no answer. There is no, like, you just, we just got to. And and I think know. that's what makes it hurt that much more. Yeah. Is because it's so, like, you know, as humans, we want to figure out everything mm -hmm. uh, for better or for worse. Yeah. And because we can't figure this out, like, how, um it, it just happened so sudden. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, my old pastor, uh, Pastor Vernon in Cleveland, um, he used to say, um, you don't have to be doing anything wrong to die. Right. And everything. And that's so true with this one. So yeah. it's tough, but um, it's something that I just know, kind of like you, as far as his work, work ethic and mm -hmm. that Mamba mentality, yeah. something that you can apply uh, to, you know, as we create our own kind of legacies, yeah. um, just how we kind of go about it and everything. And so make it count, make yeah, life make it count. count. So make we're going to keep on the same uh, frame as far as the legacies and everything. Um, but we're going to take we're going to shift gears a little bit and we're going to talk about Tyler Perry. Um, oh, boy. We're, we're, we're going to get into his legacy, but to kind of um, as so kind of as a launching pad for us, we're, we're going to talk about um, his most recent movie that came out on Netflix, Fall from Grace. Yeah. Because I know originally you, John, you told me like, hey, bro, you got to check it out. It's mm -hmm. pretty good. And I'm mm -hmm. like, really? And mm -hmm. you're like, yeah. So it's not pretty good. Let me be clear. This last movie. I give you that. From Tyler Perry to me was like, let me think. I'm thinking right now. Yeah. It was the best movie he's ever made. Movie, not play, not production. Mm -hmm. It's the best movie he's ever like produced. Because think about yeah, it, all of, all of his movies, yeah. all of his movies are like a play off of the play productions that he's done. Mm -hmm. I can't think of. I know there are some out there that like, I'm like that Diary, weren't Medea's. Diary of a Mad Well, no, that had Medea in it. But Diary of a Mad Black Woman, that that was that really was good. good. Yeah, that was but like this, one of his first ones off the but gate. But this one, man, the way it was written to me, yeah, like, and then I I'll say this. So there's a lot to unpack with this. So Fall from Grace. If you haven't seen it, go see it. And I'm I'm curious to see and hear from our listeners because I, I did see mixed reviews like on mm -hmm. Facebook and social media just in general. Like okay. some people loved it. Mm -hmm. Some people were like, oh, somebody need to get his actors better lace fronts. I'm like, all right. Like, can like we? Wig, wigs aside, like, <laughs> like I mean, to give them credit, some of them wigs were trash. <laughs> Cause um you know I'm a, I'm a big superhero head and um if anybody watches Supergirl Jimmy Olsen was the the main uh, the main dude in that movie okay and everything he's a bald man and that little toupee wig thing that they gave him not the business was it, it was it was terrible yeah but not the business yeah but yeah I. I seen mixed reviews, so I just want to know from our listeners, like what you let us know what you think, please. But in my humble opinion, that was the best because it was a serious narrative, right? So most of Tyler Perry stuff is like there is, even if it's serious, it's more like he's giving you a life lesson in it. Like this is something to take away, but he's gonna crack some jokes, give mm -hmm. you something fun. This movie was like, nah, this ain't no games, like, <laughs> like, yeah. and there's and there was a like a couple of other narratives going on within mm. the overall overarching story. So that's yeah. why for me, it was like, I feel you. man, he really took his time. It was well written. I think they did a great job producing it. I've mentioned this to my wife as well. When I'm watching like Tyler Perry shows, for instance, right? <laughs> like no. it seems like the pace and the tempo of the show is like weird, man. It's like, these awkward silences and then you see like it's almost like they press the button for the crowd noise so like when the joke is <laughs> said it's like oh that was the joke ha ha like you know and it, it oh, didn't oh, seem oh, oh. yeah it didn't seem here's the punchline exactly so i think with this one the flow the tempo of the movie the way it was produced was like a one so I, i'm with you i don't know how y'all feel out there but i think especially considering his 
track record, which we should talk about, mm-hmm. like in terms mm-hmm. of his track record. And we're going to talk about what he recently did with his studio and everything. Right, right. But let's talk about that because I think that's significant. So how do you feel about Tyler Perry, the whole Medea character, just his overall work? Um. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Pause. So because there's a lot of mixed feelings because when, when you first heard about Tyler Perry and his plays and Medea, it's like, oh, this is pretty funny. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because it seems as though, I'm not saying this is the truth, but it seems as though within more African-American circles, we knew about Tyler before he became Tyler Perry. Um, and so because of that, you know, we knew about his plays and everything. And, you know, it's like, oh, man, this Medea character, like, he's funny. It's, like, outlandish. And you could, like, relate to him because mm-hmm. you've had either somebody or a combination mm-hmm. of people in your family that embody this Medea character. Mm-hmm. Um, the more Medea came mainstream, the more irritated I became. Because mm-hmm. by this point, I'm over it. Like, So you feel like it's, like... It was like oversaturation. Like Oh, like Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I say oh. I'm sorry? I'm not sorry. But mm. Okay. I, I mean, yikes. Wow. I mean, hey. Wow. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. I'm, he's funny. <laughs> like, he's funny just like Medea is funny. But we, we do see a lot of Kevin Hart. But maybe, you know, the generation before us would say the same thing about Eddie Murphy. Lies, Eddie Murphy. Come on, bro. Eddie Murphy was like, that's that's a whole nother show. Eddie Murphy was is actually like funny. So is Kevin Hart. Kevin I'm not Hart saying is, he's like the same funny as Eddie Murphy, but as far as like the oversaturation, like think of all the standups Eddie did, then top of all the movies and everything like that. But and, did it feel regurgitated? Did it feel like repetitive? That's what I'm getting at. Like Eddie Murphy's content was fresh. Every time he put out a stand-up comedy special mm. or a movie or something, it was he wasn't coming at you from the same angle. It seems like with Kevin, okay, you understand, you know his 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 type of sense of humor and his angle. Good that like in the movie he's gonna be like the goofy, yeah, the, the goofy character that just can't catch a break or yeah, anything like, like you that. know you already okay. know what to expect. With Eddie, bro, like coming to America, like these different movies, Harlem mm. Nights, he was playing different characters and coming at you different angles in a comedic way. Mm. That's all I'm getting at. But okay. we, that was my, yeah. For sure, for sure. So, Medea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little little uh, diatribe, it's all good. Um, but yeah, yeah. By the, by the time, you know, the rest of the world knew about Medea, I, I was over it because in general, like the plays... I got mad respect for Tyler Perry. The plays aren't that funny. Just, no. Like, there's one play. Are they good, though? I feel like they're great plays. I would I would take, I would take, really? I would take Tyler Perry. I like Class Reunion. Like, uh, Tyler, like. Class Reunion was Cla- hilarious. Class Reunion was hilarious. Yeah. That's, that's the pinnacle. All, everything else, flop. I won't argue to me. with that. Yeah. His like, plays are better than his movies. Agree or disagree? Actually disagree. What? I actually disagree. Are you serious right now? I, we on. need to take a break. I don't know no, what this no. is. The, I'm just playing. Cause, <laughs> cause, cause Are listen, you serious, bro? You're going to tell me you're going to watch, you know, Family Reunion. F- close, like, you're going to watch Family Reunion, his play, over A Fall from Grace, for example, since we started off with that. That's one movie. It is. But then Diary of a Mad Black Woman. That was great. The play was great, too, though. Medea mm. Goes to Jail play was great. Class Reunion was great. I only know this for our listeners because mm. my wife Kelly loves Medea stuff. But Does she? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. So I, I know all of Somebody. them now. Yeah. But like the plays are to me, wow, I'm shocked that you say the movies mm. are better than the plays, man. Because with the plays, it just feels, it feels sometimes like they're overacting, kind of like, like shows back in the 70s. Where it's like they're saying their lanes, their, wow. their, their lines like all like loud and robotic. Like Jimmy, what are you doing here? See, I can't believe you see, did this. See, like I feel that way about the movies. Cause if you go to a Tyler Perry play, it's gonna be somewhere in the play. Medea is gonna be preaching. 
that's gonna happen. Like they, yeah. he's gonna go off script, mm-hmm. and there's gonna be like then you got the singing right, and if Tamala Man or somebody is in it, they gonna sing. But I'm I'd be so done with musicals, bro. <laughs> I I hate musicals. Like so, you have a bias just in general. Probably so. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Because I don't think every situation requires a song in that moment. <laughs> Taking my life back. Like, come on. Do we really needed to sing about that right now? Shaking right. Them. I mean, it was hilarious. That's me and my sister's thing. We love that. I got you. But I got you. I need you. Come on. Oh, Michael. What you doing, Mike? <laughs> oh, man. But, okay. Yeah. So, so that's, that's a question for our listeners. What do you think? What do you say? It, movies over plays or plays over movies man you're mm-hmm. like the first i'm interested now i gotta we gonna i'm gonna talk to my wife about this because mm-hmm. i'm interested to see how she feels and how your wife feels about this for sure so yeah because like yeah man y'all and, and it could know. be that's, a bias but that's how i feel okay so in terms of wait well, one, one more thing before you continue that thought go for it i know we said plays and movies just to make sure it's really out there, we're not even including the shows because the shows are trash. I'm sorry. His I, shows are I, not good. I will not disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Like Ooh, we like it. I've tried. I tried Meet the Browns. Tried a couple others and that came. And, and I'm a, I, and let's be clear. We are not Tyler Perry like uh, haters or whatever. We supporters. Mm. So it's not like I respect him. Greatly. Yeah, we, yeah. It's a lot of respect for him and what he's done. Speaking of respect for what he's done, let's talk about the new compound. This I haven't been there yet. I want to go one day. Segue, Jonathan A. Winfrey. I'm learning, man. You know, that's great. Just trying to be like Jesus into my heart. (laughs) Anyway, um, Mm -hmm. so this new compound, I think it's more like a campus. I've watched videos on YouTube, yeah, like to see what it looks like. It looks incredible, Mm -hmm. and this was a. Uh, studio compound built by Tyler Perry himself. He owns it. Mm-hmm. So he's basically got his own studio. So like production studio situation. And, and it was owned formerly like a military base or something like that? Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Renovated military base. For if sure. I'm not mistaken. So my question to you, when, when you talk about, his legacy mm-hmm. and what he's been able to accomplish, what he's doing now, currently. My question to you is, would you put him, would you say he's one that has impacted culture? Like say the same way we look at a Kevin Hart or mm-hmm. a Eddie Murphy or a Richard Pryor. I'm not naming comedians. I'm not, uh, limiting it to comedians, but just black individuals. Oprah, yeah, yeah. you know, Michael Jordan. Would you put Tyler Perry in that category of like iconic black figures that have impacted culture? No, <laughs> not not culture. Yikes! Because like 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 let's keep it like so, like let's so keep it real for real, bro. Like like I can't say that Medea has fully impacted me culturally or like the masses culture. Not Medea, but just Tyler Perry, his image and his work, like his full body of work. So I so I'll say this, like Ty, like Tyler Perry's definitely getting his love, but I think why it's like so much he's getting his love right now is, you know, just the big um boom that he has with the studio, that it's okay. like the size of paramount and like a couple others like combined yeah i heard it's huge um yeah so just just the feat of that gotcha. that he's created something so large and something that has already that's already given birth to like bad boys for life that was um shot on um tyler perry studios right and the new coming to america shot on, shot on tyler perry studios which i'm not excited and, about but <laughs> And so, and I know there's going to be other things coming through mm-hmm. Tyler Perry Studios, mm-hmm. and the more um, like beautiful thing that like in the same like um, exit on the highway mm-hmm. that 
he was homeless at right is now it says Tyler Perry street Studios. yeah yeah so like for that from like a rags to riches kind of type story yeah that's major and that's what attracts everybody like man look at what this guy was able to accomplish with hard work staying true to himself uh staying true to what he believes and everything and now look what he has i got you. but i can't say culturally for me that i've been impacted by Tyler Perry. Ooh, we about like to get hate mail from all the Medea fans now. Hey, yikes! I'm, I mean, like, cause, cause, like, and especially in the names that you've mentioned, like Oprah James, like the talk show game, like in general. Yeah, and she's been and, around longer. Mm-hmm. I get that. And then when you talk about Michael Jordan, like he's like everybody wants to be like Mike. Um, even when we mentioned uh, Kobe earlier and everything like that, a lot of Kobe's moves were Mike's. And everything, right. cause you've a you right. know you a b it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Michael Jackson. Um, everybody's okay. music is influenced by Mike one way or another, or the dance moves and everything like that. You hear Mike in other songs, cause people will you know do a or something like that, and you know, oh, that's Michael Jackson, and so the impact just stays with you. you can't leave it. Okay, so I can leave he, Tyler Perry's if he's, impact. So if he's not in that class yet, do you think he will eventually be in that class? It's it's possible. It's possible. Oh my god! I mean, it's 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 possible. I don't think you like Tyler Perry. <laughs> I like I said, I, I respect him. I'm not a, I'm not devil. a big I'm not a big fan of his work. I'm not a big fan devil. of his plays because it gets repetitive. Like the, like the same way that you said like like Kevin Hart, you kind of doing the same things over and over again. So does Tyler Perry. Got you. Like baby reunion. You. Class reunion, Medea goes to jail, uh, Medea Boo or whatever the the Halloween ones. Mm-hmm. It's all the like same thing, over over and again and again. It's like I get it. Got you. I've seen this movie. I got you. Literally. So so okay. All right. Fair enough. So what, what would you say you're impacted by him culturally? Like you put him on a MJ MJ Oprah. I I believe he will be. Will be because okay. see seeing like the path that he's been on the things that he's been able to do and seeing how he was able to even create a lane for Medea mm. right he used that to kind of open up things and he didn't leave it there he said I'm gonna open up a whole studio compound so that lets me know he has plans you know what I'm saying to yeah. really like take it to the next level and yeah. the fall from grace movie to me was like oh he's for real like he's not just trying to like I'll be honest. So the Medea, what was the the last Medea movie that came out? I thought it the was funeral the funeral one. Yes, the Medea's mm-hmm. funeral. It was terrible. Like I, I thought it. it was terrible. That's just me. Like I thought it was not good. I so, didn't see it. I believe you. So, <laughs> so to see a fall from grace, I thought like, yo, this movie is tough. Like this mm-hmm. movie is for real. So I think he will be. I think well, well, when it's all said and done, like as a director, as a producer, as an entertainer his name will go down in history as one of those iconic black figures. Like, because what he's doing is so like, what he's doing is so groundbreaking Mm. and just kind of unprecedented. And and so with, with that, and I know we got to move to our next uh, topic, but as we leave that, if he didn't build the studio, would like, would he still be in the conversation? I'm like you in that regard. I think there's potential but that means now at that point you have to be like almost like Steven Spielberg level. Like you got to come with like back to back to back to back to back stuff it that, is. yeah, like mm-hmm. that's got to be like, you know, number one. Mm-hmm. So, so you think if, it, without if the studio did, compound, without mm-hmm. the production studios, it's harder. <laughs> it's way harder mm-hmm. because at that, to me, and this is the thing, like one thing I realized like when you're talking about entertainers, artists, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You you will never really know the impact they had until most likely they're gone. Yeah. Like worldwide impact. So we True. I don't True. know. We can go look at the numbers and say, oh, well, he's, you know, grossing this or doing that. But it's like what you don't know the real impact he's generating just yet. So it may yeah, be sure. bigger than what we think, which I think is possible. And I, I would like it. But yeah. Yeah. You not on it. Just Tyler don't do it for me like that. I get it. I, I I got mad respect for him. I love to see the studio and everything like that. Um, and I love what 
you know his story's been but all in all mm-hmm. i'm cool i'm good well there you have it tyler perry has a way to go for sure to be thank you for listening to the man listen podcast before we get into the rest of the show we want to shout out a couple of businesses that you should be aware of and go check out this week's business shout outs for the man listen podcast go to the do work brand founded by andy dooley who is a fitness pro health coach pastor and lifestyle influencer who inspires and motivates people to take their gifts from acceptable to exceptional to learn more about andy dooley and the do work brand go check them out on facebook instagram and twitter our other business shout out for the week goes to Smoky Sweet Soul Food Truck and Catering, where they offer award-winning cuisine, awesome customer service, and are the home of Cleveland's best turkey ribs. For more information about Smoky Sweet Soul, you can check them out on Facebook or go to their website at www.smokysweetsoul.com. So let's get into our next segment here on the Man Listen Podcast. I just got to give a disclaimer. I got to get free. I got to get this off my chest because Grammy weekend and the Grammy show mm. was very interesting to me. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a good way to say the least. So I don't know who all saw the show. Once again, we encourage your feedback, your opinion on what you witnessed. And I'm going to start with the biggest thing that just vexed me Get- <laughs> this thing vexed me okay hey i haven't heard vexed in a minute Listen, bro. you, you go here today in the pure definition of vexed that was me that came from your spirit because alicia keys first of all shout out to alicia keys i have to say when the grammys aired that was the sunday that kobe the kobe tragedy happened yeah, yeah. so it was like the whole world was in shock right mm-hmm. so now she has the task of trying to transition from heartbreak and tragedy to, oh, this is the biggest weekend in music. It's like, Enjoy. yeah, like, mm-hmm. how do you do that? So you could tell when she came out on the stage, like, she was like, it was almost this face is like, all right, we going to try, mm-hmm. but ain't no guarantees. <laughs> yeah. But I tip my yeah. hat off to her. She did an amazing job hosting the show and kind of moving things along in a positive way and trying to uplift everybody's spirit and I think by the end of the night people kind of felt uplifted and it wasn't a somber thing but it was more like a celebration of Kobe's life even uh the tribute they did to Nipsey Hussle yeah and just in general like you know the music industry at large was a big celebration so I will commend her for that however let me just get this off my chest let me just say something get free doc real quick she opens up this song and out come boys to men right yeah she starts the song off acapella Mm -hmm. and please somebody tell me who this guy was which one of the members it was he get up there and he just showed his complete behind. He up there doing all these runs and mm. ooh, we don't need that right now. We grieving. Uh, I think it's Sean, the, the like the ball head one. Yes. Yeah. Hey man, I think that's Sean. I want somebody. Hey man, I know my sister would know. If I had a Nerf bat, that's all I got to say. You know where I'm going, bro. If I had a Nerf bat. Somebody would have got bow down. I'm about to say this is an insider between us and that yeah. BD stick. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Somebody got the Bro, bow down. it was terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. That was by far the most terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> considering the circumstances, it mm. was terrible, dog. Yeah. Like, the runs then you know you know here's what i don't like to all you singers out there get free when you sing keep your finger like don't know don't be pointing your finger at the run you trying to do well look like flight of the bumblebee right <laughs> like you trying to follow some type of fly in the air what are you doing <laughs> bro it mm-hmm. was it was terrible man like you know even the harm i'm just sitting there like 
what are y'all doing right now? Yeah. So that happened. <laughs> then Tyler, the creator. I have no words. I just have no words. This dude got it. First of all, once again, I don't know what it is, you know, about boys to men. Like, but mm-hmm. Charlie Wilson and boys to men open up this song and you think it's like about to be some type of R and B or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And this dude just start literally go watch the performance. People, if you didn't see it, he's up there on the stage. And next thing I know, he's literally just jumping around screaming. And and you told me about that too, and I had to really check. I'm like, oh, John wasn't exaggerating; like Bro. he legit was just. Up there hooping, up there hooping, dog. Like what? You gonna sit your narrow behind? I said what? Then he blow down on the Grammy Academy, and everybody talking about it was a slap in the face or something. Mm, yeah. What yeah, was so, what was the remark he made after the show? It, I think he was like something like he was trying to get into uh, the diversity or the whole issue of inclusion. Right, 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 right. That, that's um, it. That's with it. With the Grammys. So. Yes. I just yeah. look. I think Usher's tribute to Prince was good. Who else mm. was good? Her. Her was excellent. Her, that girl, hey. she's great. Her is amazing. She's great. Like, she, she dope. She's great. Um, mm-hmm. and especially like with her performance, um, you know, it, it was it was all her. You could tell like the one any like dub track, so that was just her singing live. Yeah, she's performing um, live, and it was just it it was like you were listening to her record. Mm-hmm. Like, like there was no mistakes in that. Like, and she's playing at the same time, playing keys, then jumped off, took a guitar solo. Uh-huh. I said, oh, okay. She, her, she's great, man. The real deal. Like, I haven't listened to her um, much like I should, but I feel every, like, everything I've heard from her, dope. Especially from a live aspect. Like, her performing yeah. as an artist, I always have enjoyed. So, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this real quick. Mm-hmm. In terms of the state of the music industry, we're talking about Grammy Weekend. Billy Irish or I what's it how you say Elish or Eilish okay Elish so Billy Elish not sure if I'm I think it is Elish though or is Elish or I've heard I've heard both Elish or Eilish okay so Billy 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 (laughs) Billy with the green hair (laughs) she wins five Grammys Mm -hmm. so it's like almost like a a sweep right so she Mm -hmm. comes in this girl is 18 if that like i think she's 18 she may have just turned 18 like she's dumb young she's not even 21 yet correct for sure absolutely over 50 million followers oh on instagram wins five grammys Mm -hmm. and i had never heard of this girl really never heard of her you weren't even hit to a bad guy never heard of her wow i mean that's the only song i know but okay i know, I know that one was okay if i did hear it, i didn't know it was her let me put it that way i that, may have heard okay. the song but i didn't know it was her mm-hmm. so this made me think about in terms of the state of the music industry right now and i'm very interested to get your take on this jay Mm -hmm. do you think that in terms of artists winning these grammys even the nominations and stuff and just awards period accolades do you think it it's now a popularity contest and maybe more hype based or do you think there is still authenticity to the actual content the actual music being made it depends on the specific category for the award. I okay. Because um, when when you you know the the ones that get um, on TV and everything, mm-hmm. I think that's definitely more more popularity and more maybe political for lack of better terms. Not saying it's not like fully political, but in the sense that there's probably um, some. I don't even know like the right way to phrase it, um, but it's 
it's not all the way just because oh you had the best song or you had the best album i think there's extra you have a it. certain t- type of level of clout or of influence yeah. or okay a, a, a certain prestige or you got maybe the, the right people backing you got you maybe kind of in that ish that's kind of where i'm trying to get at okay um so yeah i that's what i kind of think but you know with some of the, like the other awards um you know the the lesser known ones because when you actually go and look at um the list of grammy winners and mm-hmm. everything with some of those, you know, it's like, hey, that that has to really take uh, some skill. You really have to be the best, especially right. like looking at something like the classical mm-hmm. um, categories and everything. Mm-hmm. And maybe something like the film score categories and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the engineering um, categories and whatnot. Those definitely take skill. And I feel like you definitely have to be the best of the best to get those. Uh, but some more of the popular ones, um, I think it is more popular related. Um, I'm not sure how much it is solely on just the music. Got you. Hmm. Yeah. Well said. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would have to second that. I think that there is a an, a big element when it comes to mainstream music. When we talk about top 40 stuff or mm-hmm. top 100 on the billboard, all that type of stuff. I think that popularity definitely plays a part into it and then just understanding how things have kind of shifted with labels Mm -hmm. with the advancements in technology with social media now like you know these labels they look for artists that already have a following like are you the package do you already have you know everything you need to succeed Mm -hmm. in this business so I think to your point there is a element of popularity and it's one thing this is hard for me because I feel like we are both at heart like old school because growing up yeah. listening like the greats or studying the greats and when I say mm-hmm. the greats here the Michael Jacksons um Prince you know like real hands down no brainer everybody acknowledges these artists were great right for transcendent sure. right yeah so coming up studying that type of music now i've had to gain and grow in my appreciation for the type of artistry and creativity that's being put on display now Mm. like for instance the billy girl like she made those records in her bedroom like Mm. basically in her house you know what i'm saying but i think that empowers people to be inspired and to believe in themselves and have enough confidence that regardless of what you do or don't have, you know, all you need to do is just like go after it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like no matter what the circumstances are, no matter what the situation is, like you can be authentic to who you are and still be successful, still, you know, accomplish your dreams. So that's something that I'm, I've grown in appreciating like the different approaches even though it's not what you and I would necessarily be used to or whatever. Like, um, I think there is a high level of creativity involved in the stuff that's being put out now. It's just that stuff is so easily accessible. So it kind of waters down Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. true creativity and content to a certain extent because it's so much saturation. Everybody can do it. Not like to make a beat. You can be like, you don't have to be a musician. You don't have to be classically trained. You don't have to be, you know, in school for it. It's like, oh, you just download the app or whatever. So it's, it's like a, it's a, I think it's a catch 22 in a sense. Like, and, and you're kind of hitting on exactly what I wanted to mention. Like, Mm -hmm. Because I, I think this is related definitely to like the state of the music industry as a whole. Mm-hmm. Because everything is so easily accessible, um, I think sometimes that negates putting in the hard work to be masters at your craft. Gotcha. Because, yeah, I agree with that. Because say like, um, like, because nowadays, like how many dolls are out there? Um, mm-hmm. Even to be honest, even this mic that um, you're hearing me through. 
a 50 buck bundle on Amazon. Right. Like, um, and it's a USB microphone. So it's, things are so easily accessible. You right. don't need a Neumann, uh, microphone. You don't right. need a RE 20. You don't need million dollar um, sound console. Right. And all you, that. You, yeah. You, right. You don't, you don't need all that. All yeah. you need is a computer. Um, and you know, whether it's GarageBand, whether it's logic, whether it's FL studios, Cubase, cakewalk, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. you could just get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you don't want to get it, you just download the free version and just kind of make it happen. Mm-hmm. Like everything is so easy now. Right. Um, even while we're doing this podcast, say, um, and, and I mean, we do it like when I mess up something or, um, if I stutter too much or whatever the case may be, um, if we don't want this, want you all to hear it, take it out. You're not going to hear it. Exactly. <laughs> all we got to do is highlight, right click, delete, scoot over the right part that we want. You'll never hear the difference. Right. Whereas like, say back in the day, how much work you had to put in, uh, one of my uh, teachers, he showed me that, Hey, you put this, um, um, you put the, uh, tape, in between these two blocks. Oh yeah! If you want to cut, you cut ever so carefully uh-huh. at the place that you wanted, uh-huh. and then ever so carefully you tape the tape back together. Right, and that's how you made the edits. And even in the studio, like it was like either you cut this right or that's it. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, we only got one tape, dog. Like to get Cause, this done, because um, because I had the chance to go to Nashville and see um. Uh, where like Elvis Presley, his studio, Studio B, I think. Oh wow! Um, see, get to see like the room that he recorded in, oh, and it was man. just hey, this is the spot. Mm-hmm. It wasn't fancy, mm-hmm. didn't have any you know acoustic um, materials up or anything like that. It was mm-hmm. just hey, here's the spot. You're here. You're here. All right, one, two, three, four, boom. Wow. We got one take. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. And and I mean nowadays, I, I love. I love technology in the sense that it makes it more accessible. Mm-hmm. So, you mm-hmm. know, once like a Billy, even I think Tori Kelly, Tori Kelly, mm-hmm. her first album out was um, recorded in her room. Right. Um, even with us doing this podcast, well, I'm going to go back to that, that we're not in a big, large studio because we right. don't have to be. Right. Um, and we can still bring bring you and give you all something that sounds good. Right. And sounds professional. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need the millions of millions of dollars to make it happen. Mm hmm. But that's also where comes the negative effect right. of what it's having on the music industry. Right. Uh, and what gave birth to um, Tyler, the creators, mm-hmm. where the, you could just, all right, I got a microphone, mm-hmm. just do a little doodad and, you know, just kind of, if I make it catchy enough, it'll catch on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we have Earthquake. You I know, think, yeah. I think it's like, like you, got, you got artists that, because of that, they it's like a lot of artists sound alike i think that i think that's part of my like dilemma right now it's like okay even if you are doing the same type of style or genre of music there is a way where you can you know separate yourself in a sense or like make yourself stand out and be unique and i think that that's what takes time to find your sound to find your true lane in terms of your artistry and i think the ones that are great, they are willing to go through that process to find that and to hone in on that, you know. So it's it's interesting, but give us your thoughts to our mm. listeners. Um, tell us what you think about Grammy weekend. I didn't think it was I didn't think the show itself and the way they did things was bad. It was just a couple spots in there. It was like, uh? yeah, like oh, <laughs> we didn't I didn't need that. But um, let us know what you think. Yeah. In addition to that, to all my music professionals out there, we got a lot of homies, you know. Absolutely. I know a lot of guys that, you know, do this uh, for a living. So give us your feedback. And even if you don't, like, just let us know what you think about the the music that's being put out in today's day and age, regardless of what genre, you know, just give us your thoughts. Absolutely. And, uh, let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, so... We're about at the end of our show, but, you know, we started off kind of heavy, you know, as we talked about, um, you know, everything that happened with Kobe Bryant, his family and um, seven other victims and everything. So we started off kind of heavy. So we're going to end on a lighter note with um, what we call like a man listen topic. So this is straight. Just, hey, there's something that's just going on. I feel like Sharon, man, listen, you got to hear this. So for that topic today, how we're going to end out this podcast is with a what the heck moment of your life. 
So, for my what the heck moment, uh, this was, I would say, 2014, 2015, maybe somewhere around there. Okay. Reese just recently got out of college, got my degree in marketing, so I want to find a job in marketing. So, you're in college at the time? Uh, just got out. Oh, you got out? Yeah. Sorry, yeah, so you did I'm say that. I'm maybe six months to a year removed, trying to find uh, a job in my field. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So I found I find this one job and it's like, cool, this is, says it's a, you know, sales and marketing kind of thing. I'm like, OK, maybe that's going to get me in the right direction. I'm not a sales guy. I like the creativity where it comes to marketing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so like more so thinking of like, hey, what's going to entice people to buy or what's going right. to you know draw them in or something like that? OK, as far as the actual like selling part of it. I want no parts of it, but I saw this position <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool. Let's check it out. Mm-hmm. So I go for my first interview. It goes okay. And like, hey, come back for a second interview. I'm going to have you job shadow this guy. I'm like, great. Okay. No problem. Mm-hmm. So I come back. Um, I job shadow this guy. And what what the job ends up being is we're trying to sell these like it was Indian tickets at the time and like some other package to these businesses okay so that they can sell to their consumers okay at that particular business gotcha. so we were gonna go business to business to see hey do you want this try to give like a quick like sales pitch right so that you can say yes no maybe whatever the case may be mm-hmm. so with my guy um you know we're, we're driving out we were like we drove out like 20 minutes from where the office was um and we just get dropped off the guy I was shadowing had no car, so we just got dropped off. So for the rest of the day, we are walking up and down the street in dress clothes. It was hot. It was summertime. Trying to wow. go to this business to business, foot by foot. Like, we're door-to-door salesmen, basically. Wow. Now, I'm already kind of like, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now, here we come. We're walking, and now we turn on this major road back in uh, Cleveland area called brook park road um and if some of you may know about brook park road brook park road um has a lot of establishments for wily temptresses of the night (laughs) simply put uh there's a lot of strip clubs on (laughs) this road so you know we're walking we're walking and I see we're getting pretty close to this first strip club. It was Fox's Den. I remember because I I just couldn't believe this was happening. And your boy's not a strip club boy. I don't need it. I don't have it. Like, that's not my thing. But uh, we're getting really close to the strip club. And I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> hear me now. I just keep walking. Dude. Please do not know why are we getting so close to Fox's Den? And oh, we're going okay, bro. We went to every strip club <laughs> on that road, every single one. Oh my gosh! And wait, 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 wait a minute. So my question is. <laughs> Was there any exchange? Like, was there any forewarning from no, the guy you with? So he just absolutely. So y'all not. just walk. You're just following him. Yeah, because and he's like, all right, let's go into Fox and <laughs> because, into, the, into the lion's den. So, so basically, <laughs> because because like he just, hey, we're gonna hit every business on this road. So whatever business it was, strip club is a business. <laughs> we walked in God. there, and I'm really wt heck like. <laughs> I I don't understand, and I literally almost everyone that we could get into. There's like one or two. They're like, nah, you can't come in here. But all the other ones, we went up in there, man. And what did y'all say? What did you say? <laughs> There's nothing I could say because I'm on a job interview, people. That's the thing. I'm trying to get employment at this place. Clearly, I didn't take the job, but I'm trying to get employment in this place. So I'm, you know, I'm not trying to say too much. Oh um, but man man listen listen like like the whole thing of like the blue and the green and the red lights that you see <laughs> on movie theaters that really is true bro like that's real life like it was pitch black it's two in the afternoon and it's pitch black <clears throat> i didn't want to touch any couches but i'm running into stuff because oh. it's black 
And oh, I feel all grossed man. out because I don't want to touch no couches because I know <laughs> what happens on those couches. There's butts on those couches. No butts that I have anything to be a part of. And so I'm just super uncomfortable. And oh, oh my gosh. Oh, man. And then there's <laughs> and there's even this one strip club that was like awkwardly connected to a hotel. Um, and they had this one little busted girl. I oh, guess, no. <laughs> like, there was nobody in this strip club, but she, I, I guess she just wanted to practice her skills. I, I don't I don't know what she was doing. She wasn't dancing for anybody. Nobody was in there. She uh, practice but, her skills? I mean, she wasn't good. So, ah! so, oh, I mean, that. I mean, she had daytime. How good can you be? A stripper in the daytime. Come on. She was in the combine. But <laughs> <laughs> she got red shirt. Oh my goodness, so, man! Yeah, Ooh. so that was my what the heck moment. Wow! Um, I thank God that that's um wow. no place of employment. Um, I was at. Oh man, it was awkward. But uh, oh my goodness, I made it through. That is priceless, bro. <clears throat> wow. So something like that, people. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. While we're in the mood of sharing, John, what's a good what the heck moment that you had? Okay, so I was younger. Let's just say I'm, I had to be like around nine or 10, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was often for my mom to take me over to my grandmother's house. I would stay over there while she was at work. No big deal. Mm -hmm. And this particular time my uncle happened to be staying there so he'd been like moving around lived in different cities he was living in Chicago for a little bit and decided to come back to Cleveland so he stayed with my grandmother for a little bit right Mm -hmm. no Mm -hmm. big deal so he stayed in his room or whatever and I would see him you know he come in and out hey what's up nephew you all right yeah, I'm good. Uh, okay. <laughs> See you later, nephew. Take care, right? No big deal. <laughs> well, this particular morning, I'm up. My grandmother gets me up. You know you know how grandmothers do. They get up early. Oh, baby, we're going to get you some but, breakfast. But they get up, yeah, at like the crack of dawn. So we up. It's like maybe 7 o'clock, like a.m. Now, envision this, people. I'm sitting at the table. Mm-hmm. I'm eating my breakfast. And the way the house is set up, the kitchen is connected to the dining room area. And then there's okay. like uh, there's a hallway that leads to the bedrooms and the hallway bathroom. And so gotcha. my back is to the dining room. So I'm facing the inside of the kitchen. So I can't see anything behind me in the dining room going to the living room area. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So that's very important. Very important information. So I'm sitting there with my back to the dining room and I'm eating my cereal. My grandmother is at the sink, like doing whatever she's doing. I think she was washing dishes or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm eating and I hear my uncle come. He's coming out the hallway. I heard the door close and he's coming around the corner. Now, here's what my grandmother didn't tell me. That every now and again, he feels very comfortable in himself. (laughs) So he will walk around the house butt naked no unk no so what happens is he comes out of his bedroom through the hallway through the dining room swinging oh god like like (laughs) so so when he comes around the corner (laughs) this is so terrible like i feel nauseous almost telling it he when he comes around the corner like I'm sitting down, so I turn, and all I see is <laughs> dog, dog. Oh man, y- y'all y'all put two and two together. That's all I got to say. Oh no. And he and and say what's up, nephew? I'm like, what you mean? What's up? Are you serious? You don't put your breakfast sauce at your like wake. Uh, you, come on. Man, what is wrong with you? Like you just chilling and slinging. Like, bro. Oh, that was that. that was my what the heck moment, dog. 
Come on, um, keep just your pants on. Like, like, please. Just, <laughs> I mean, a robe or something. I mean, he ain't nothing. No socks, no nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing, man. I have never been so, like, oh, man. disgusted in my life. That you really had to be comfortable in yourself because I'm thinking, Dude, like, just, my, like my mom wouldn't catch me butt naked. So I'm if like, you, if you, that that's a whole like my uncle's life and my family. Period. It's just a whole movie in itself, right? Everybody mm-hmm. in a family got that story. You know, you got that yeah. one family member. He's that guy. <laughs> He's just that guy. Like he doesn't care. Dang. Yeah. So it's yeah. That's my what the heck moment, people. But that's just like nobody wants to see that, man. Nobody wants to no, see that. Nobody wants to see that, especially unexpectedly. Yeah. So uncles, you know, fathers, people out there, just put some clothes on, man. You got kids in the house. You got younger people in the house, man. Just put something on. So keep your pants on. Stay out of strip clubs, okay, people. <laughs> so. <laughs> you even if it's for a job, don't do oh, it. Oh man, don't do make it. Make the money. Don't let it make you. <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes this episode of the Man Listen Podcast. Mike drop. Let's go. Thank you guys for tuning in. Stay tuned for more updates. Uh give us your feedback. We appreciate you. Shout out to our business plugs for this week absolutely and uh till next time this has been yours truly john winfrey here and my great co-host jason dante this has been the man Man listen podcast season one episode two till next time god bless y'all peace John Winfrey and Jason Dante, we got a few things on our mind, a few things that we want to say. We ain't here to start the drama, but we will talk about everything except for your mama. So sit back and relax and enjoy to the max while we talk about real life with a few laughs. I know you feel the heat, and yeah, you feel the beat, so go ahead and plug into this TMLP. Yeah, we're good for you, get your nutrition. Yeah, you're listening to Man Listen. Yeah, we're good for you, get your nutrition. Yeah, you're listening to, to Man.